Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm here talking with Simon Severino about how he is helping entrepreneurs win back control over their time. He has helped business owners in the SaaS and services run their company more effectively, which results in sales that soar. He has been trusted by Google, Roche, Consilience Ventures, AbbVie, and he's also created the Strategy Prince method that doubles revenue in 90 days by getting business owners out of the weeds. He's a TEDx speaker, contributor to Forbes and Entrepreneur Magazine, and is a member of the Silicon Valley Blockchain Society. Welcome, Simon. Hey, Virginia. Hey, everybody. Cool to be here. Thanks for being here today. So can you tell us a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey, like how you kind of are where you are? I was passionate about one thing, helping people solve their biggest problems. Because I'm, I'm just proud when I can solve a real problem with, with people that I care about. And I like big problems, like how do we build a business? How do we scale it across countries? How do we solve the marketing problem in a time where nobody wants to be marketed? This kind of big problems. And so I was doing that for 15 years, 20 years. And at some point, uh, I became my own bottleneck because it was just me flying there, solving problems, flying back. And so at some point, you can only be in one city in a day if you do it this way. Mm -hmm. And so I was my own bottleneck. And then I had to fire myself from operations. I said, from now on, you cannot book Simon as a consultant anymore. So I started teaching my colleagues. And so I became the coach of my coaches. So the head coach, every Monday we come together and I supervise the, the coaches. And so I went from being the operations, the delivery, to being a CEO who has to take care of the overall company of operations as a marketing but from a perspective that is on the business and not in the business. That was the main journey. And since this transition is, is, is hard, I've, I've learned a lot and I've saved it. And these are now the templates that my clients get when they need to scale up and they need to fire themselves from operations. We have all these blueprints that we share with them. That's, that's where I am right now. How was it when you came to realize that you had to fire yourself and then actually going through with that? Like, what were some of the thoughts that were going through your head? My coach said, Simon, we have to get you two levels above fulfillment. <laughs> and I said, I have no idea what it means, but it sounds great. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> uh, and, and then I said, and do you have an idea how we do it? And he said, yeah, kind of. I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> so it wasn't that scary then, in essence? It was scary in terms of you have to let go of the ego. There is a part of the ego that says, but I am so important. And I am the medicine. I am the impact. Mm -hmm. And if you look a little bit deeper, it's not true. Because, you know, let's say you are an Ayurveda cook. Ayurveda is impactful, but you can exchange the cook. It's the method. It's the process that transforms people. And so everybody can learn to, to cook 
Italian to cook French. And of course, the chef, the grand chef, yes, we feel very important, but it's the process, you know, the mise en place, and then you do that, and then you do that, and you do that. And so you can teach it mm-hmm. and everybody can become a grand chef. So there is this moment where you think, oh, but it's me that is the magic. And actually it's probably not because yes, maybe you have created a method, a process that works and now you can teach the process, but the impact is not really you, is, is in the process. And so you can codify that, you can scale that, you can teach that, and that will have much broader impact and can help many more people. So that's the hardest part, to let go of the ego. Yeah, but it's me. Mm-hmm. And then my wife said, and so who, who's going to coach the people? Because it's you, you are the company, right? But then who's going to coach them? And I said, yeah, my colleagues. And, and how are they going to react? I said, I don't know. <laughs> so true, And right? the first time we did it, it's all right, welcome to the sprint. Sprint call one is next week. Here is your coach. And they said, all right, cool, Simon. See you later. Right. It wasn't a problem at all. <laughs> it's amazing how much we build up in our minds. Yeah. They don't care about our egos. They have a problem. They want it solved. They want, you know, the right support on that journey. They think about their journey and their goals and not so much about our egos. <laughs> so true. So do you kind of find that that's one of the most common mistakes that you see with your clients is that their egos in the way? Yeah, the first transition is identifying that there is a process instead of you. And so most people say, but I don't have a process. I just do things. I go there and I do things and it's always different. But if you ask them, okay, what do you do in week zero, in week one, in week two, in week three, they actually can tell you. And if you would write it down, you would have mapped out the exact process that they use. Just most people don't think in processes. They wouldn't call it a process. They would mm-hmm. say, no, I always customize. It's not true. Come on. Even Picasso had the process, right? First, you put the pencils there. Then you put the colors there. Everybody has actually a process, like some kind of checklist that you can, if you want, tell somebody. They write it down. Now you have it mapped out. Mm-hmm. And so I became a totally systems nerd. I now see systems everywhere in Ayurveda, in French cooking, <laughs> in, in learning sports with my kids. Everything is... is has a process and and there are beautiful processes i'm learning how to swim competitive uh, with my kids because they love swimming and so we have a process of learning to swim faster mm-hmm. and it's joyful and guess what our teacher you can change them they have a method on how to make people swim faster and that method if if, if that teacher is sick one day we just get the next teacher from their team And then we say, yeah, I hope he's fine. We miss him. But everybody can teach us. They see where we are. They see what's the next step. They give us an assignment. We do it. Yeah, so true. So is there a niche that you serve? We work only with B2B businesses that are doing 35K per month right now. And they want to double it in the next 90 days. So we are kind of specific. 
<laughs> uh, professional services. B2B means you just need a few clients and you have a high ticket offer, 10K, 20K, 30K, 50K to work with you. And you just want to have, you know, 10 to 20 clients per year because you really serve them, you really care about them and you go deep in a transformational work with them. Mm-hmm. And you are usually a consulting firm or a coaching team or a marketing agency or a financial advisory it's usually advisories agencies that work with us and they really care about their clients and they go deep with them into transforming making them really successful even even if they just do maybe only the marketing but it's not really the marketing they are their partners in really in growing their company Mm -hmm. So how do you guys get in front of them? Ooh, I am on podcasts today, six podcasts. uh, And so on average, six podcasts per day where I am on somebody's podcasts. I wrote a book and that book is right now on Amazon and Barnes and Noble in all airports. Uh, The airports are open again. So uh, we are kind of omnipresent. I have two YouTube channels and we fire them every week. Um, I am on big stages last week. You see this hand here, the hand here, yeah. this is from the big stage, the 15 seconds festival where I was, uh, one of our partners, Google has a stage there and said, Simon, please tell about the sprint on that stage. And so I'm on big stages. Uh, we use a lot of LinkedIn. We, we do a lot of content marketing, Facebook, LinkedIn, just organic. We have many, many affiliate partners, 50 per year that promote us and we promote them. And I run a community called the Joint Venture Club where people from all over the world come together and uh, boost their their sales um, by bringing in different superpowers. So there are many activities that we do in terms on the marketing and on the sales side. Awesome. Um... Do you ever feel overwhelmed sometimes? Every day. <laughs> it was like six podcasts a day. That's a lot. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Every day. I hope so. If I'm not a little bit <laughs> overwhelmed, um, then am I really exploring the limits? Right? Am I? Do I even know what's possible if I don't search for that limit? Every day a little bit. Are you getting too and, comfortable? Yeah. And so, for example, before we started, I said, oh, can I have a minute to grab a water? So that was a slight overwhelm, yes, but it's not too much in terms of, I don't think, you know, I have a high cortisol level right now or whatever. <laughs> but yes, it's it's being in the zone. Um, athletes, would, athletes would call it being in the zone, right? Being mm-hmm. in that zone where you are in flow. And yes, I'm in flow when I'm impactful. When I, when I can go deep and either solve problems or reflect on, on what I've learned in solving those problems, that's, that's where my zone is. That's nice. What are some big goals that you're looking to achieve over the next year or two? We, we double our revenue uh, every six months and we double our staff every six months. So I'm hiring coaches. We need even more more time zones. We have 14 time zones right now, 14 countries. But there are many more countries in the world where there is no strategy sprints coach. And so that's that's on the map. 
uh, to attract those people that um, want to work with us, want to enter my team. So if you're listening right now and you are an experienced business consultant and you have scaled businesses and you are maybe thinking to uh, exit the one of the big four companies and do your own thing, call me. <laughs> Um, how would expanding to different countries and doubling your revenue and your staff, how would that affect your business? Well, it, it automatically increases um, revenue by, by doubling it and also the profitability. Uh, we, we, we are very lean. We don't have headquarters where, you know, you waste money uh, basically of your clients just to have representative offices we are completely remote so our profit margin is in the 80s percent operating margin so we are very profitable and every coach that comes in immediately increases um, top line and bottom line do you feel like there's any roadblocks or the what's the number one roadblock that you feel is kind of might be in the way from you achieving those goals? Yes. So mindset, mindset, the main, the main blocker is between my ears. Mm -hmm. What's the vision that I am capable to hold energetically, emotionally? Uh, how much do I trust the business to hold bigger questions, bigger problems, bigger responsibilities, with which intention do I come in meetings, all these little things, how much, how do our meetings start? Do they start with gratefulness? Like today we had our team meeting and we started with um, client wins that we are grateful for. And we collected them and I was writing them down. And I think that's a healthy mindset when, you know, you come from gratitude and from abundance and you hold a vision that is big. And then, but we could also slip back into other habits that we had before we did that, which is we come in and we immediately talk numbers, 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 boom, 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 what's next, what's next. And then you have a scarcity mindset and a scarcity atmosphere and stress and that would lead to us not being so attractive for people to, to be in our team. That's, uh, that's just a stressful team. They're just push, push, push. Um, and instead, we like the sprint life. The sprint life is where you, know, you, have, you have impactful flow, and then you let it go, and you relax, and you, you enjoy your dearest ones. And then you have, again, a big problem that you tackle and you solve it. And then you enjoy life again. And that's why we have this principle of freedom. Everybody works wherever they want, whenever they want, on the projects that they want, total freedom. And these are the things that we can do either right by keeping the right mindset and the right spirit, or we can also you know, slip back into not so healthy habits. And then we are not attractive for people to work with us or to enter our team. That can be all obstacles. That's so true. Um, what is the best advice that you've ever received? 
I never listen to advice. I always explore. So I got so many great advice and I never listened. And uh, in 42 years, I've never listened to advice. <laughs> Maybe I should, but my way is to explore. So what I do is, whatever somebody gives me as an advice, I, I, I hear it as being a truth in their context, but I have to explore my own context, my own current reality and surroundings. So what I do instead is I quickly put up an assumption as I think if I do this, this happens. And then I do it pretty quickly without analyzing too much. I immediately do it and then I measure. So was it right? Was my assumption right? Was it wrong? If it was right, I do more. If it was wrong, okay, no, <laughs> it was wrong. <laughs> Failure, uh, let's change direction. And I set up the next assumption and I test it. So more than listening to advice, I'm more of an explorer of territory and I go by warm, cold, warm, cold. So on that note then, do you give advice? If I give advice to somebody, they don't listen to me. So <laughs> if, if I tell my kids what to do, they don't listen to me. I don't it, think that's a good example. <laughs> they don't, when I they say, don't... <laughs> yes, clients pay me a lot of money for advice and, and our sprint coaches, right? They pay a lot of money for advice. And then we tell them, for example, Anthony just sprinted with us and the sprint coach told him, so he's an amazing sales trainer and he wanted to organize his team in a way that is less dependent from him. And so Anthony says, uh, hey guys, help me structure the team so that it's less dependent from me that I can hire a COO and then the team works even when I'm on holidays. And then his sprint coach says, all right, first exercise, do this, write this vision in five pages with this checklist of questions. And he goes, and he goes like, come on, I don't have an hour to put in there. I'm busy. So that's how people usually react to our advice. And then the coach says, yeah, let me tell you what happens if you don't do it. And let me tell you what can happen if you do it. And maybe you give it a try. And then he gave it a try. And then not just one hour, but three and a half hours later, he sends me an email and says, Simon, you have to read my vision. It's amazing. Uh, I'm so happy that I sat down to write the vision. And now so many of the tactical things are just clear now because my vision is aligned. Mm -hmm. I see where we want to be in three years and what we are here to do. So all these other hundreds of decisions are now basically easy to take because I see the whole thing in front of me right now, right here. So this is how people react to our advice. They go first, ah, I don't know. And then we have to invite them to really do it. That, that's a coaching process. So basically how you treat other people's advice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I know that you had mentioned that that gentleman took like three and a half hours to write out his vision and stuff. But I'm interested to know, because you say that you can identify a bottleneck in our business in just eight minutes. Is that correct? Yes. So how? There is a set of questions and um, people can do it on our, on our website, strategiesprints.com. 
they go through those questions in eight minutes and they know where their bottleneck is. The bottleneck is either in sales or in marketing or in operations. And in there, there are four parts and then they will find which part is it. As an example, one of those questions is, if next week you take on 10 times more clients than this week, which part of your delivery breaks first? And so you go through all your parts and say, okay, in week zero, I do this. Yeah, I can do it. But in week one, oh no, in week one, I cannot do it because I don't have enough people to do it. It's a manual process that breaks. And so you found your current bottleneck. And the sprint method, which I describe in the book with a ton of client cases, including Anthony, that is a, that wrote the foreword after his sprint um, because it, it, it was so impactful for him. And so in all those cases, they use this method. They identify the bottleneck quickly. And then that week, the whole team solves only that part. So, mm -hmm. oh, it's a manual process. How do we make it repeatable, scalable, so that we don't block it? Because you don't build a business for the moment when you can 10 exit and then it goes, oh, no, I can't. That's not why you build a business. You build a business to have that possibility that when it happens, you go, oh, yeah, let's go, right? <laughs> yeah. And so you have to find that part and then you have to solve it and brainstorm. Hmm, how can we make this scalable? And in that week, the whole team would just solve that part. And then in the next week, again, bottleneck analysis, because there is always a bottleneck. The bottleneck is the weakest part in a current chain of value. And there is always one. It's it's never um, it's never uh, fully solved. It's just there is always a local current bottleneck, and that's what we solve this week. Mm, I like it. So you have mentioned your book a couple of times. What's it called? The book, yeah, it's called Strategy Sprints. Like our main product is a strategy sprint. Ninety days we double your revenue. My company is called Strategy Sprints. We are the printers. <laughs> And so we are we are quite focused, and uh, yeah, the book is called Strategy Sprints, and it goes through. Literally, I share my blueprints and checklists of how I went from being in the business to being on the business, and uh, I share those checklists how I systemized our marketing, how I systemized our sales, how I systemized client onboarding, client delivery, client retainment, client upselling making them super fans, making them partners, affiliate partners. Um, these are the big problems, the big questions that we all have when we run a business. And in those, in those chapters, I, I literally share the blueprints that I'm using right now. And um, our clients share their story of how it was to implement it, what went wrong, and then how, how they did get it right. That's, that's the book, Strategy Sprints. Fun. Thank you. Um, is there anything that you'd like to share with us that we haven't talked about yet? Many of those blueprints, people can actually download. They are open source. So if they go to strategiesprints.com, they will find many of our tools uh, to download for free. And I think in these times where it's really tough to run a business, um, I would recommend everybody to, to use some of those tools to make your life a little bit easier when you run a business. Well, thank you. Where can we go to learn more about you and what you do? 
yeah, main site is strategysprints.com. And uh, if you like YouTube, we hang out on YouTube. We have two channels. One is called Strategy Sprints. One is called Simon Severino. And we are also very active on, on LinkedIn. Great. Well, thank you again so much, Simon, for being here with us today. Thank you, Virginia. Thank you, everybody. Keep rolling. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review. And I'll catch you on the next episode.